are back live from the ATX, your number one source for local artists, brands, and events. I am your host, Brian Kern, sitting here with the legend himself, Smackola. Got a whole slew of shit to talk about today, man. A lot, a lot. We're going to get Let's deep. Before we do, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors first, Wizard World Comic Con 2018. That's right. We're helping sponsor Wizard World Comic Con. Uh, if you go to the Wizard World Comic Con website and type in our promo code ALL512, you get 10% off tickets. That's right. You can get 10% off by using our code ALL512. Uh, our second sponsor today is Binance. That's right. Binance, the cryptocurrency mega wallet. You can basically manage all your cryptocurrencies through Binance, buy, sell, trade, your most favorite cryptocurrencies out there, Litecoin, uh, Ethereum, and of course, Bitcoin. Uh, go ahead and use our code 136-13958 and you get free sign up and wallet management through the Binance app and their website. And our third and final sponsor is OkashiCon. OkashiCon is going to be a Comic-Con that is coming up here, an anime-style Comic-Con that is coming up here in Austin, Texas. It is a three-day event. We are running a giveaway through our Gleam.io on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. If you go to that and sign up, you're signing up for a chance to win two three-day passes. And we're giving away three of them. So there's six tickets up for grabs, three winners, two tickets each for all three days. Check it out. Again, that is OkashiCon. Uh, and you can go to our web, uh, website, our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook and go to our, uh, our Gleam sweepstakes and sign up for that. Without further ado, we are here with Mastermind Behind Dirty Worms, Smack Ola. Smack, how you been, man? What it do, what it do. <sighs> There's a lot going on, man. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we got a potential battle, there, or it is a battle. We're oh, talking about that. Yeah. <sighs> this is almost a world breaker, man, but I don't want to jump out of the gate with that right yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to know what you're doing, what you got coming up, what you've been working on, um, and then we'll go down the road from there. What do you got, man? Um, just been working on a couple of projects. I have like this uh, Worms Athletics thing I do. I was supposed to launch it this year, but I held back on it. Still getting some things in place so I can get it into these like fitness expos and trying to go that route. Um, I see your Instagram, man. You're swole. You're always in, the, always doing the the selfies, the swole selfies yeah, in the gym. Just trying to, just trying to give the motivation of like, here I am doing it. So I felt like. I had a couple ups and downs going into it because I don't want to just say, "Oh, here's the fitness thing." So I, I wanted to feel, I wanted to get to a point where I gotta be all the way there. Right. And so sometimes it's just hard to do. I didn't, you know, so I just didn't get to meet everything on the deadlines that I was trying to do. But I still promote it, and I've been working on that now for about six years. Yeah. And um, so hopefully I'll be launching that at the top of next year. Um, I still have a couple of projects that I haven't even put out yet. A lot of people are still waiting on the Dirty Worm album. Right. Uh, the America's Nightmare. Album. So that was going to be my next question. What's coming up with Dirty Worms? I know you guys did a show recently, one early, a couple earlier this year, right? Yeah, we did, um, we did a show with Overlord. Okay, that's right. And um, we were in Dallas. We did a couple of shows, you know what I mean? We you did always, the show in Austin at the end of the year. Now. Yeah, we always sprinkle them around. We don't really do it as hardcore as we did it back in the day. Is there a reason behind that? A reason that you're that you're dialing yeah, it down a little bit? Times are different, you know. What I mean, it, it was always expensive to do Dirty Worms, you know, because we bring in so much of a presence and a yeah, you know, you guys screens have it all, and yeah. lights and you know, and it's kind of like we like to give that show, but it's just hard to do all the time. Sometimes promoters that want to book us, they're like, "Yo, we want that," and it's like, "Yeah, but you ain't got the type of money to for us to do a show like that." 
so it's just different and we've been independent so that plays a big role I'm gonna get but, into that too that's part of it refuse to kind of give in but like I said it's just kind of like music's at a different place now it's just it's just different and um I'm all about diversity yeah. so I have so. to say man but behind uh behind the actual music aspect you're probably one of the most uh well-versed business representatives that I've I've met at least out here in Austin um and when I say legendary you're I mean the mastermind behind Dirty Worms Dirty Worms has been a staple in Austin here for over a decade um and a lot of people look up to you a lot of people look up to you for your your drive uh what you do with the with your branding what you do with not only Smack but also Dirty Worms and how you project that through all forms of social media again you mentioned the independent thing that's something that i admire you you've always been independent first thing you go to your websites always independent always you know always pushing the envelope the boundaries to your guys's degree you don't follow anybody else's rules um that's something that that i admire uh do you find it more difficult without having that that label background i know that you mentioned uh, like your connection with strange music back back in the day and i was a big strange music fan and to me that was always a an independent under an indie, you know, because they didn't get too much of a push, uh, and they had a lot of uh, a lot of smaller groups, dead celebrity status, you know, that bigger ones too, tech obviously, and 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 uh, you know, a, a slew of them. But did you find it harder to not have? I mean, even though you have full control, did you find it harder to kind of push yourself, not being backed by a label, or do you oh. prefer it kind of in your own hands, yeah, even of with the struggle? I mean, yeah, it was always harder to do it on your own because you're taking all the risks right right you know what i mean and you don't have that comfort of people helping you so you can't like say today like okay i could take a break because i got like 10 people over here they're gonna make sure this gets done it's like if you don't get up and do it it won't get done yeah and i'm the type of person like i just can't relax on it anyway like i have to be hands-on like even when it comes to a poster being put on a wall like i'll look at like somebody could put a poster on the wall and i'll be like why'd you put it there like that like Put it here. Yeah, you know I mean? the like, creator mind behind high it. High level, yeah. and you know, I'm thinking like, look, there's a Budweiser fucking poster right here. Look how huge that is. I have to have one just as huge. Like, you can't put a little like you know that little eight by ten poster next to this huge ass fucking gigantic poster. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, just things like that. But it's always been a challenge being independent. But what I like about it the most is, I do what I want, and nobody tells me how to do it how I should oh you, you know you should you shouldn't do that you shouldn't go there and it's just it's just different you know what I mean yeah. and early on when I signed to Roy Jones Jr. I had a chance to be around big industry cats so yeah. I've seen a lot of the inside workings and I noticed even still today a lot of a lot of industry guys they don't they're not in control so they think they are yeah they think they are or they put it like that to the public but then you'll see them spaz out or do something crazy and then people will be like man why are they acting so crazy well after a while you know you kind of that's you lashing out because yeah, managers control. agents da, 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 everybody's controlling your every move then they start controlling who you talk to who you and it gets and i and i can see why they get like that you know it's uh but being independent has a peace of mind but it is still a struggle i mean i spoke with you we me and trent both we met with you last year and uh, something that caught me right off the bat was just your uh, your enthusiasm towards kind of boasting that independence and, and that you do it all yourself, all DIY. Um, and you said that 
because you're independent you have to go out and do that that quarterly monthly release like you have to keep people on their toes because you don't have anybody else pushing your product you don't have anybody else doing it for you other than yourself um and it's crazy to me how big you've exploded not just locally nationally but your huge fan base overseas Mm -hmm. and that's something that you don't really see unless you're doing like international tours going and touring japan going and touring europe Mm -hmm. you don't really see that from somebody that's doing it on their own unless they're making a powerful impact and a powerful presence through advertising their media the marketing and you do all that yourself man so yeah. i have to hand it to you thank you it's Appreciate probably one of the best examples i've seen and definitely an example for any artist that's coming up in austin to to look after because yeah, i think it's definitely, a definitely um especially overseas like when that all started taking off like we had a big fan base in russia and there's there was um a couple of uh dirty worm cover bands and cover people band. were yeah people were hitting me up showing me the links and i'm like wow that's crazy russia like and they were getting it too, you know, and uh, but it was cool just to see. And we'd never been to Russia, so that was really like. And you had cover bands in Russia. Yeah, and wow. it was just weird. And so I've had them contact me a couple times, and they wanted to set up something where I would come over there, because I guess it was cheaper. They they wanted the whole band to come, but then when they saw how much it would cost, it was like they're like, well, why don't we do something? Where we bring you over, because our cover band already knows it, and they wanted to do something like. Okay, so they throw these regular shows where they're covering our stuff and people come out. It'd be cool if we did this one show and then you came out and actually rocked the whole show and the band would just back it. And uh, But it was just hard to like nail the dates and then it would be like one date here and then two months later. Date, and I'm like, dude, Russia. if I'm going to be over there, I need to do it like, we need to do like dates back to back. And plus, I'm in Russia. I want to come back home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what crazy <laughs> shit's going to happen yeah, in yeah, Russia, I don't man. know what. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So it's kind of... Um, so hopefully that'll still go down, you know? Um, when was when was the last time you were in talks with that? Uh, that was at least a year ago. That was a year ago. I mean, but that's not too far off. You could still resurrect yeah, that. Yeah, we could probably anything. still do it. Um, so hopefully in the future, you just never know, you know what I mean? But it's just good to even reach that far. And it's not one of these... Uh, you know, I hear people say that all the time. Oh, man, I'm getting played overseas. It's mm-hmm. like... But you can actually look that up, and it's it's there. You know what I mean? It's not something I'm just saying. Even when I, I started seeing, like, gamers, and they would be playing our music, and I'm looking at the language, and I'm like, what language is that? You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, numbers for letters and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just straight-up alien language, like, you know. And So I thought that was pretty cool, man. Just just even that alone, I'm like, wow, it reached that, it reached that far, you know? Like, that's... And that's, that's all your work, cool. man. Yeah. That's what credit's getting. That's what I have to emphasize is you did that all yourself. It gives hope to people that are out there, uh, you know, reluctant to join a label because they don't want to sign a shitty deal or they don't want to get stuck, you know, not yeah. owning all their rights, not owning all the music. Exactly. Because um, you're taking that chance. Like when you sign to a label, you don't know what you're getting really. Yeah. Unless they come to you and they say, hey, you're going to be the top priority, I wouldn't even do it because you're probably not going to be any kind of priority. And then you're getting traded and different deals are going on you were talking your, about you know, when we met yeah you were talking about how getting involved and having people look at you to possibly sign to a label and you're the prospect that people are looking at and the next big thing uh there's that there's that pressure that's there for you mm-hmm. guys to obviously keep performing at your optimum optimum level mm-hmm. but then there's also the uncertainty too hey what are you giving away when you do sign to a major label are you really signing away you know the rights to all your songs are you going to be able right. to have any type of back catalog that you're in charge yeah. of are they going to want that i know yeah, there's a most slew of different deals yeah, most labels now that contact me, they kind of want to, they, they want me to put my catalog, basically, they want to sign everything, so they do that because they want, you know, you're basically putting up 
your catalog up for collateral. Everything you've done in already. Case, in case the album they're doing with you fails. So in my mind, I would be like, well, if you were the smart record label, then you're going to make sure it fails because now you gain my whole catalog. <laughs> you know Pay, attention. So, Pay attention. Pay so attention, everybody out there. I just didn't it's think crucial. it was really worth it. I was like, ah, like, nah, man, let's just do the deal. And if that goes then and if or if it fails or whatever then it's on you but i can't sign over everything else yeah like just treat it as if i don't have anything else but i get it they're they're the ones putting the money behind it so they want some collateral but every artist i've ever seen that had to do that you never really hear from them again and now it's like did they get their whole catalog you know what i mean yeah now that's turned you so off that you don't even want to be in music anymore you know and are the politics deep when it comes to that kind of thing like for mm -hmm. to be a, a a band that refuses to sign or, or they rather do it independent because they feel that they can you know have just a big of impact or make just a bigger presence on their own is there a is there a game where then all of a sudden you're not getting shows or you're oh, tossed yeah. to the side or hey oh. now you're not on that marquee anymore oh definitely because the truth about the music industry is like even especially in rap like everybody's trying to be everybody's friend but these guys aren't really it, it's it's a it's a weird everybody's just using each other really and so for us to come in the game it was just kind of like we, we really just be cool with people and just be like hey man let's go grab something to eat you know yeah. we're independent so we don't need nothing from you we're just chopping up with you hey you know maybe we'll link up and do a couple shows i don't i don't need nothing collab them if you respect me then let's you know let's do some collabs you know um we've never had to ask a big act or pay a big act um, to feature or vice versa like because it was all off a respect thing and the camaraderie um, between yeah between the because usually they were fans of our music and we're fans of their music and then have you ever thought about managing artists you have so much knowledge uh, man and it's, it's knowledge that I, has proven because of the track record of the band and yourself and you feel like I feel like that your your knowledge is of importance and of value and you could definitely aim a lot of the young artists that are coming up you know, the hip-hop scene here in Austin has been on a rise as of late. That's what a lot of people are saying. There's a bunch of new artists that are coming up, but a lot of them are coming from other places, and they're coming in, and they're kind of integrating into this already cluttered scene. Yeah. And you do have the thirst for the labels. You have the people fighting over the shows, who's going to headline here, the battles, the beefs, whatever it may be. You know, your knowledge could really help a lot of young artists be oh, successful and, on and a level that you were without yeah. having to get into the, the logistics of having a label behind them. Yeah, I thought about, um, there was a couple artists I did take under the wing. Um, the last one I really did that can truly say that I mentored him really is a guy named Rufus Spitz. And a friend of mine, uh, Tarzan from Hus Hard Mob, it's his nephew, and he brought him to me and he said, Hey man, here's this young black Mexican kid just like you. And he said, take him and, you know, try to mold him. So we were working on that, and then he kind of had some setbacks. And it was just hard because you put a lot of energy into someone else. It's like, dude, if I put my energy into somebody, like, they got to be able to, you know, I would have him just do the verse over and over and over and over and over. Even when it was good, I'd be like, do it again. You know what I mean? And um, it's just hard to do, man. And and you can't find everybody. And he's he's a great young kid. He's got... But there's another part to it. It's like, yeah, everybody can rap, dude. But there's a whole other side to this. You got to be able to be focused. You got to be able to not do certain things, you know, and stay focused. And, you know, so he had some setbacks. So then, but most of the time, I'll say, if you ask any artist that's had an encounter with me, I'm going to drop game on you just in a conversation. Yeah, and that's, that's I can testify you know? for that. Absolutely. And, yeah, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to drop it. Another game. Yep. Boom. And I'm going to just. 
walk away. But that's how the that's how the people did it to me. Like you know, Roy Jones, Jay Prince. You know, I had I had a I had a chance to have that happen. Had that conversation. You know what I mean? Um, just so many. You know, just so many people I've met. Like naughty by nature. Every time I talk to Vinny, Tretch and them. You know, they're always just saying. You know, I'm just listening, soaking it up. Cause they're always just that's how they talk and then i didn't even realize that's how i talk it's just like hey i'm trying to give you drop some jewels on you this is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do this is where i'm going and i see a lot of things now like when they talked about this uh push a t kanye west seven song ep mm-hmm. when i was doing that in 2000 i think the last dirty worm record was basically like that and i said man we don't need to make this 10 song album thing and everybody's like nah man we got you got to do it like i'm like nah man nobody cares about that yeah you know, and so my band was even fighting with me. They're like, no, nah, man, come on, an album, you gotta... I'm like, it's a waste of money to do it like that, you know, because of where we're going, because I already saw it, you know what I mean? So even now, when I released the Thomas Brooks Project in 2016, I think there's only like seven songs or six six or seven songs, and everybody was still saying, no, nah, man, you gotta make it more, and I was like, no, nah, dude, I don't I don't think people's tension span is there anymore. You Especially know? in the metal scene, I mean, you, you've obviously crossed that, that line of, of rap and metal, uh, and that's EPs, five, four song track EPs are huge in the metal post hardcore scene. I still, I love EPs. Scenes. Yeah, man, and I, they're like little nuggets because not everybody has the EPs. You know, everybody waits for that twelve song album, the mm-hmm. big drop, whatever's gonna hit the billboards. Not everybody has that little summer release that the band did. You know, just to stay busy or right. to. Because I grew up on the EPs, like when Dog Day Records at the Bay Area used to put out Eleven Five, and um, when E Forty was coming out and Be Legit, they had like you know maybe four songs, six songs. But to me, it was like I could hear, I could jam this tape. I could jam this one, jam this one, jam this one. And I just thought it was cool. And then when they came out with another one, but back then, you would soak the music up different. Like, you would play and listen to that song, dissect it, all the little nuances and stuff. Like, now, it's just like you put out a record. People don't pay attention to three or four they tracks. They don't really yeah. pay attention to it. They're not even soaking it up. And then they hear it one time, and they go, okay, when's the new one? And it's like, damn. Like, all that time all that effort and that money so when my fans and a lot of my fans will get at me all the time they'll see me in a restaurant or somewhere and they'll just be like man when you come with that new dirty worm man come on man you know sometimes I'll tell them I'm like I want to do a dirty worm record we have it planned but timing is everything you can't just drop the album because we got to make if 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 you could put an album out and in two weeks it'll be just dead basically or they're on to the next thing it's like if that's its lifespan, I mean, fuck, we gotta we gotta really reach for maximum impact. So yeah. its timing is everything. It's like, man, I'm not gonna go in a studio record a thirty thousand dollar record for it to play for two weeks. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me. When I look at my streams and everything, I'm like, if I just drop a single every month, here's here's my new here's the, here's a new song, yeah. here's a new one. Now by the time we get twelve months, there's your album, dude. I, I've given it to you. Piece by piece. Piece by piece. Now let me press it up as an album, and then I'll put the album out there. But to just grab the album and do it, it's weird. Like, you even see the Jay-Z, Beyonce album just dropped. People were talking about it heavy for two days. Two. Two. Yeah. And this is Beyonce and Jay-Z. I'm like, dude, if if they're doing it at that level and it lasted two days, yours probably will only last an hour. (laughs) I mean, just real. Just being... Yeah, and you think that has to do with the hype prior, though? Because that was like a surprise release. It wasn't really announced. I think, like, everybody's going to ride this good summer stuff till 
I mean, people are already talking about how June 2018 is the fucking greatest month in hip-hop history because you have all the shit that's going on, all the drops, all the yeah, releases. Yeah, I've lived through a bunch of those. You know, and it's so there's the hype behind it that's going to obviously add to the longevity of it all. Um, but I get where you're coming from, too, because why why would you... It would make sense to put all that money into a full album if you've got the tour right after, and then the international tour right after that, and then the the big show at the end of the year, and then the you know the festival at the beginning of the year. That makes sense. But, but if I mean, you don't got yeah. all that planned, timing yeah. is everything, like you said. And so even when we want to put the album out, okay, we got the album, we got the funding for it. Oh, what? Two of us can't go on tour? Damn. Or, oh, we, got, oh, we can't hit these cities? Oh, man, well, damn, that's going to be... You know, so it, it starts to become this thing where you're like, man, everything has to really be in line. And that's the only reason I think a major label can do good because they can pretty much really make all that happen. When you're independent, though... You're doing it all yourself. You're man. doing it all yourself. So you're taking a lot of major risks that you just can't take anymore. Like, we used to take those risks, you know, prior to 2012, but you can't really do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like... You, you fuck around and be homeless for real like you know what i mean that's strong powerful <laughs> words man and people do people hear oh hey take that risk it'll pay off in the end it'll be worth it but the people Sometimes. that don't have that balance of of the time management or maybe they got the other stuff going on in their lives yeah. you know they are homeless they're winding up so musically what's next for you are you doing another i know the dirty worms project you're just waiting for the timing to be right are you doing another thomas brooks are you gonna just uh, focus on the, the the athletic side yeah i'm doing the i got another thomas brooks project called the lost soul but I'm still struggling with the, okay, because I'm always challenging myself, like, okay, so I could put out another EP or album, or I can, I, what I've been doing is dropping singles, like I dropped My Enterprise and I dropped Murder Dance, yeah. and then I decided to hold back because I could tell it the, the industry shifted again, so I was like, whoa, you know what I mean, let me wait, let me drop something in July because it's kind of like, eh, with the Beyonce, all that came out, let that play out. Because I know my sound is different, so, you know. You don't want to get it. drowned out by. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to get drowned out anyway. There's, I mean, you can't really compete with something like that. But you have to have things lined up. So now that there's now this hype in Austin now going on with this battle thing, now it probably makes sense for me to start dropping music because there's conversations. Yes, yes. So now it makes sense to do it. Now yes, it, it even makes sense to do a show because we were sitting back already going, after the last show we did with Overload, we're like, when are we doing our next show? Mm, we ain't book anything because we're like, something needs to be going on. You know, okay, people are going to book us for Halloween and all that stuff. And then it was just kind of like, you have to have a reason now. So even when I see these other young artists and they're like, yeah, I got a show. I'm like, but why are you doing the show? What do you have going on? Are you doing it because you just released this single? Are you promoting What something? happened to the listening parties? Where's the building your, your brand and then reaching out somewhere else? You know what I mean? So... So I'll be coming with some new music. Um, a new Dirty Worms one, though, will probably be after this battle goes down. That's going to happen. It will happen. All right, we're going to get into that <laughs> right now since you're, just, you're talking about it. Well, let me first ask you this, and we'll segue into it because it'll feed. The state of the Austin hip-hop scene right now, the Austin hip-hop rap scene, mm -hmm. what do you feel of it? What do you think, where do you think it's headed? Do you think it's strong? Do you think it's, again, you have a lot of people coming in. There's kind of a... Uh, an oversaturation of, of people trying to make a oh, name it's for infested. themselves. It's infested. It's a good word. Um, yeah. Infested with what? With people trying to just gain nah, clout? I think, or I think yeah, that's the new thing everybody's saying, right? That clout chasing or whatever yeah. they're going after, whatever they're calling it right now. I just saw something on um, that. What I see is all the fans became rappers. Everybody wants to do it. 
because it's really easy to get into GarageBand and start making a beat and exactly. doing something. Exactly. So uh, somebody had mentioned to me about doing, you know, disc records, for instance, going back and forth with someone. And I said, I just think disc records are done now. After the Drake Pusha T thing, I don't think there's no more interest for a disc record. It's just like it's 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 ran that that has ran its course to where because basically a disc record is nothing but one rapper saying to another, "Hey, I'm better than you." But to me, it's like okay, but it's a full circle. Like okay, so stay on that stage and do and perform that song. Do that. I want to see your presentation the whole nine. As a record, though, like anybody can almost do that. And then when you see this person live, you might be like, you can't even really rap it for real. And then how many times <laughs> do we see that where the record yeah. doesn't translate live? There's no yeah. performance, no presence. Uh, performance being key here yeah, in this yeah. conversation. And a lot of it just sounds the same. It just sounds... Especially if you're back, if artists backtrack themselves, which happens all the time, too. It's a big thing uh, now. Yeah, and so, so there's, but there are a lot of good... Um, artists here in Austin. Who, very, who, who you, who you watch? I don't even want to bring old names out because, uh, you know, when Dirty Worms takes over, you know, we just take the whole spotlight. Nah, I'm joking. Hey, who? But, uh, Everybody on notice. I like, um, I like Z Lee and Franchise's new project that they're doing. That that was like a breath of fresh air to see Z Lee and them come with something new. Um, there was this other kid, I don't want to mess his name up. It was my first time seeing him. His name was Mo- Moby or something like that. I don't want to mess his name. I'm probably messing your name up, player. My bad. But he was playing all the instruments. It reminded me of D Madness. And um, I thought that was dope because seeing his performance, he had, had lights in his own. He was playing the guitar, the piano, and playing the drums and singing and rapping. So I thought that was dope. I was like, yo, I ain't seen nothing that dope in a, in a minute, you know. Um, who else? Who else really just stood out to me? Anybody at this weekend's hip hop awards? I don't know because I don't really know who's on. I know there's the guy. I know um, the Blindsider, this Mexican kid. He's really good. I like his style, man. He's Our friend Droid's on there. Droid, shout out to Droid. He's gonna be performing. I think as I've well. heard of Droid, but I don't. I don't. D R O I D. That's how he. Familiar with it? Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm familiar. He's, he's with coming it. up right now. He's, he's he's got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, yeah, check he's him making out. some waves. And uh, I heard uh, George Von uh, Doomler. Um, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to respect his name. Uh, George Von Doom is performing. Uh, but that's all I really know as far as the award show goes. But uh, and you're going to be there, right? You're going to you're going to check it out. Check out the performance. I don't know. There. You know, I don't know, man. I'm kind of I'm at war right now. So I'm kind of you just have to stay tuned and see like you never know what I might do. You know, I might. I mean, you see the antics going on. So there ain't no telling what I might do. If you're too but even if this. I knew what I was going to do, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> if you're tuning in and you aren't aware of the battle that's ensuing currently, uh, then you've been living under a rock. But one of the main talking points that we're going to discuss here is this battle with George Von Doom, formerly known as G-Bully. Mm-hmm. Um, he made some comments on Real Music TV, who we will also be addressing here shortly, so please stay tuned. Not real music. Real, real music. Real, that's what I real. Real music TV, who we'll be addressing here shortly. Um... But yeah, so he made he made a comment on their on their podcast. Yeah, he uh, about some performance based. Well, uh, he, ju- he jumped out the window to me. You know, I'm old school man, so I'm from I'm from the the battle days, the real battle days, not the the new with the with the battle that they they do now is like that that shit talking kind of battle, and that's cool. I like it, but I'm from the battle where like you would actually be um, put your music down, perform, you know, that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, man, I guess he was just gassed up and feeling himself, you know, and he, it was weird because we're cool, you know, we've always been cool, you know, and, uh, 
but I just took it like a backhanded compliment like that's just how I see it and a lot of my comrades saw it that way so I was like yeah I don't think I'm tripping I think he done got gassed up or something and so now my battle mode is coming in like oh now you're also on a platform though you're on a public like a like a platform that's out in the public so he kind of was into this uh, I already saw his ego jumping off he was like yeah I'm the best he didn't say I'm one of the best he said yeah I'm the best can't nobody beat me da 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 and that's fine you should, every rapper should feel like that but then when I felt like he messed up was like yeah but the only other person you say that could probably beat me is smack all of the dirty worms and right now I, smack all can't fuck with me on stage so I took that as like whoa alright bro so I was even gonna let that slide I was like alright bro like jumped out the window a little bit and then he goes on to say but smack's like a mentor to me and which kind of threw um, that's what caught my attention right off the bat is he didn't necessarily uh and i know you're gonna get to the real juicy part and mm-hmm. why you why you issued the challenge uh but initially after he had said hey you know uh i don't think smack can touch me right now he didn't went on to say that uh, you were like a mentor to him so what was that capacity i mean i know that you said you've worked together in the past but to what capacity is it um yeah i've had him on a couple events that i've done i've always reached out to him um, made him a part of stuff because he's in the scene doing things. You yeah. know what I mean? So has I, been I for a while. It. He's he's yeah. one of the masterminds behind the Austin yeah, Hip Hop totally. Awards. Yeah, it's huge impact out here in the scene. Yeah. So, um, we've always been cool. As I said, you know, we always joke around and you know say things. But to me, it's just a different ball game because at the end of the day, you're still a rapper. It's like you got to remember, I was signed to uh, Roy Jones Jr. and being around boxers. I would see like, hey, we're, they, you know, they joke with each other. But if you got on TV and tried to, it's almost like the equivalent of like, let's say Mayweather. I'm just making this up. It's not a real thing. I'm just using okay. this as an example. Let's say Mayweather had a um, a sparring partner, and his sparring partner is probably on the come up too. Like he's been fighting under Mayweather, or whatever. And his sparring partner decides to get on some TV show or whatever, and his sparring partner goes, yeah, you know. I got a great deal for uh, Mayweather and blah, blah, but I'll fuck Mayweather up right now. And it's like, whoa. And Mayweather be like, or he starts saying, yeah, man, y'all don't know it, but I would get the best of Mayweather during our sparring sessions or something. You know, just make it like a claim where it's like, okay, you got to back that claim up down there, you know, because you jumping out you there saying it. that. Yep. Yeah, you, you need to back that. Oh, well, I, I can't back it. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, you can't just, you can't do that. So that's how I took it. I just took it like a backhanded compliment. Like, what? And that was. It's almost like Bruce Lee being like, yeah, Master Wong, I, you know, I respect him and deal with him, but I'll fuck Master Wong up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, what? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could have just left me out of it. There's so many other people you could have put your, put the level on. So some people would probably say I'm tripping, but I have a brand to protect. I have fans that have tattoos of the dirty worms on them. I have all that so I know how it feels because I was a fan of other people growing up so I know that if they got attacked like oh I remember when PM Dawn dissed Karis One or Boogie Down Productions or something like that and I remember when Karis retaliated we were like hell yeah fuck yeah like you know what I mean when LL went at like you know you were a part was, of that was, team you were ready to go to war too because you're, you're already you're, yep, you're a part yep. of that mm-hmm. um, so I felt like I just had to defend my brand especially in austin hip-hop as you see people just say people could just make claims yeah i see it all day oh man i got these streams oh i'm getting all these downloads i don't get no love here but i get love over and i'm like you should be getting some love in your city dude like if you got good music you you should be getting some type of like it should be a balance 
of it shouldn't be a question you shouldn't just be like least. oh no one yeah. likes me here but everywhere else they do in the world like eh, I, don't, I don't know about that one so the the straw that broke the camel's back to say to lack of a better term but what really ruffled your feathers was his uh reference to the south by showcase yeah because you know south by um let me have a showcase which for locals really isn't where they give you your own. They'll probably put something it's together. It's tough to get into it. South By, especially yeah. now it being and as so mainstream as it is. They were actually supposed to give me that like five years ago. and But I ended up getting it. Shout out to Grizo, L.O.G.s. He's the one that hooked it up for me to be able to do that. And um, it was just, you know, it was kind of like, so what I did was I was kind of like, do I want to do it? Because when he came to talk to me about it, I was like... I don't know, man, South by, you know, I'm kind of, you know, past it all. We just kind of do whatever. And so I thought about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to use my platform to help other artists get on and experience it. So that's really what it turned into. So that's why it was called Smack Ola and Friends. So I reached out to guys from Texas all the way to California. And I said, hey, man, you you want to experience, you know, being at South by. This is all you got to do. I can hook it up. You'll be on. Now, a lot of people would have took that situation and charged people and said, hey, man, I'm selling slots. Yeah. You know, but I didn't want to. I was like, they were like, how much does it cost? I said, it doesn't cost anything. Just get on the plane and get here and do it. You know what I mean? Um, so he was one of the guys I put on. And I felt like I remember it was very late in the game. And, I, you know, I just happened to look at some of his stuff. And I was like, so I called him up. I said, yo, George, uh, are you performing? You know, I'm just, you know, double checking everybody. Um, I called Smash Brothers too. Like, hey, are, are y'all performing? Oh no, man, we, we didn't get on. I said, hey, man, I got this, you know, this going on. And um, so I got basically got him on the show, and um, you know, just looking out for someone, you know what I mean. So it was kind of like, and then you know, they come in, giving them a nod, saying, yeah, hey. just saying, hey, I'm gonna hook you up, get you on the show, because they're giving us our showcase, you know, you know, we have writers and people that come out to write on us and do all kinds of stuff. So you know, we come in. Everything's good. You know, I even hooked up um, Dirty Glove Barbecue. They came and catered it. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people came together. Mad Mexicans was there. Chicken Hill. Uh, Maxil. Uh, um, fuck, I can't remember. It's other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers was there. Uh, Terrell Shahi. So, and my whole team. And, you know, we do the show. Maganaz Magilla. Man, I, I, thought, I almost fucked his name up. I'm trying to think of some, so much shit. Uh, so, then for him to say... Yeah, I performed that night, and then I couldn't stick around to see his show, but I saw a video of his performance, and it's this nine-minute clip, for, like just a bunch of clips from that night of me performing, and he said, but from the from the video I saw, I could tell that I was now better than him, and, or I performed better than him that day, and it was Outshined, like... Outshined, I think, is... Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of like, why would you say that, like... That was just kind of strange, you know what I mean? It was like, but I've been around rappers my whole life, so I know, dude, you're gassed up. Your ego's going. I think what it was was he felt good about his performance. Nothing wrong with that either. how you perform, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, I even walked over to him and said, hey, man, this is the first time I've really heard you sound actually really good. I could tell oh. you've been rehearsing. No, because the sound system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, before I was hearing him on shows where it was like the sound system, I was like, he was at a real uh, venue, a real yeah, setup. Yeah, now the sound system was like, I was like, dude, this is the first time I've really heard you sound like how you sh how sh it should sound. Because now you're playing on a, you know, speakers and stuff, a system that sounds good. Right. And I said, I can also tell that you've been rehearsing. I could tell in the pronunciation of when you're rapping and da-da-da. 
So you're getting there, you know. Didn't think nothing else of it, you know. Um, so when he said that, it just kind of was a slap in the face. Like you're you're kind of making a claim that we come from that battle background. As a, I used to be a b boy. You know, I started as a b boy, so it was like, what? You outdid me that day. Like, what do you mean? And so I'm looking at it like he's like, yeah, I outperformed you. You just had an off night. I'm like, oh, you get to decide I had an off night? I'm like, I didn't have an off night. Look at this video. What do you, where's the off night? Oh, well, yeah, the crowd was into it, and you were doing it. But I've seen you do better. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, no, you got to, sh okay, show me what it is you do. You know, show us what you did. He couldn't do none of that. He was just saying, it's okay, man. I'm just saying, I, I did better than you that night. That's it. I'm like, you can't just make a claim like that. Now we got to take it. Now I got to cut you. Now, now you got now the shirts. Gotta, now you got now the shirts. Stage. Yeah, so now you fucked up. Uh, that video, <laughs> you know that first video uh, that we caught wind of that immediately grabbed our attention was a statement, in my opinion, uh, from you. And, and that's rightfully so. I think you were coming out defending your brand, defending your name, which is what you should do. Um, and you issued the challenge. And it was yeah. uh, maybe a little reluctant at first to, to answer back. But he has since accepted, right? It's, it's happening. The battle is happening. No, he hasn't accepted he yet. He hasn't officially accepted. He hasn't accepted yet. Um... I put out the 48 hours, though, for him to gather his uh, thoughts together and prepare for battle. Like, so I thought, I, you know, but I'm from the old school, so I thought if we're doing a, if, if, I'm, if I'm calling you out, and this is not on no street shit or no, this is strictly hip-hop in its truest form and the truest A performance culture. battle. A performance battle. Like, okay, you're saying you did better than me on stage. Okay, we're going to take it to the stage. We're going to battle. The winner's going to get 80% of the door. Or the ticket sales, the loser gets 20, but the loser also has to lose their name. Like, you can no longer go by <laughs> And he just did the name. transition. He just did the transition from G-Bully to George Von Zoom. Yeah, he explained yeah. it in that interview, what he was going through and, and what it means to him. And, and that's a bold statement to come at him with. And, hey, put your name on the line. And I can understand his reluctancy behind it. Right. But your name is on the line. Well, figured he, so when you really think about it, and literally, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's already video. on the line because you put my name on the line. If you haven't so had the, so if I don't go out here and say, if I don't challenge you to this, my name's on the line. So now, however, as you see how ATX Hip Hop kind of is, there's no telling where this will go or how the story will come out down the road. What's that telephone thing they call it? Uh, telephone, the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah telephone. You tell something and then yeah, and it down changes the road. throughout yeah, ten yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my whole thing has always been. Uh, I even talked to guys like T-Double, and we we talked about all the time. I said, man, I'm just worried about, I, I just really want my legacy to be solidified and set in in Austin Hip Hop because I see how they already jump over so many people and act like these people aren't even relevant or exist. Or I, You always see it on Facebook. People say, when is somebody going to do something in Austin? It's like, dude, there's been a hell of people did all kinds of things. You know what I mean? But all those people always get looked over, and then every two or three years, it's almost like, the media or whoever would start saying, okay, now Austin is starting to get a scene. It's like, what? Where were you when the scene well, was the rich? The scene's and... been going on, right? Yeah. And um, so I felt like I had to challenge him and protect my brand and my name. So you put my name on the line. I'm that battle rapper. So if I would have just said, I'll let it slide, people would have been like, what? Smack Ola let that slide? Smack? Who's the shit talking smack? Him? Dirty Worms? He let that slide? Oh, I'm going to test him too. I'm a, I can now, I can make up something. Now I can say shit on the cool like, oh man, one time I was battling smack, man. And yeah, we were in the parking lot of Walmart. Now, man, I ate him up. You know what I mean? It, it starts man. to become that. And so I felt like I just had to defend it, set it straight. And 
I don't, I just don't think he knew how hard I would go as far as a war. Like, but I call I declared war basically. You and did. I, and, you did. And I think we've made it. I think this week, or it's only been going on for two weeks, right? This has been the psychological round. So, you know, and I think pretty much. I don't. I don't know. I think. I. I think. I, I think the scores are kind of yeah, there to where. And in his defense, I mean, he has. He is working on the um, Austin Hip Hop Awards show, so we probably. You know, I'm sure it's been concentrating on that because I'm sure there's a lot to that. But it could have been any time, and I still would have went the way I'm going. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate for him, but he should have. Where he made his mistake was not taking that 48 hours to think how he was going to do it. He should have just either responded with a, I accept it or waited the 48 or whatever. hours and then and that, came yeah, back. He should have waited the 48 hours to think it all the way through. Don't get on there Sleep explaining, on it. Yep. doing all that because as when I gave you the 48 hours, I instantly went into my calendar and started putting it all together. How I'm going to come at you, when I'm dropping the video, when I'm dropping this, how I'm, how I'm going to suppress fire on you. And... I think every time I do think there's times he probably wants to respond, but by the time he's getting ready to, oh, I'm about to do this one, all of a sudden, boom, I hit him, and it's like, oh shit, he done went like deep, you know what I mean? So I think it like throws him back, like, okay, now I got to reapproach. Okay, now I'm ready, and then, damn, he came with the hashtag T-shirt. Oh, that's just a fucking meme. That that ain't even a real T-shirt. Oh no, wait, that's a real T-shirt. Oh shit. For sale, <laughs> like for sale, and and so and so, I think, uh, and that's the fun part of it to me. It's just entertainment, you know. I don't want no one to feel like uh, this is, like I said again, like some real beef. It's not a beef. It's a this is a battle, man. This is this is great. But even given, not to call it lighthearted, because you are representing your brand and you're defending your brand, and he should be doing. I mean, he is doing the same in the sense that he's, you know, slowly but surely warming up to the idea, responding to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, if you haven't had the chance to watch the series that they're calling it, because that's what it is, of videos that you've put out uh, promoting the battle and instigating it, uh, mm-hmm. it is quite the the feature. Yeah, this so is you definitely should go, go to Dirty like... Worms Instagram and check that out because there's videos on there that are. Um, I mean, telling it how it is, man, and that's that's something that I think is important. Is this is being represented in a way where it's not meant to uh, be a beef. It's not meant to follow any type of mainstream beef that's going on or ride yeah, that no. hype. It's a performance yeah. battle because, at its root, that's what needs to be proven. Who's the better performer? Who's going to go out there? Who's going to exactly. outshine? Exactly. Um, and the the incident when 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 he was on on the uh, Real Music TV and and he dropped it. He even afterwards spoke highly of you and 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 gave you your praise but yeah. still made the comments yeah it's a backhanded compliment it's like <laughs> and it's kind of like and and no disrespect like i said i've been around rappers so long i know when i know when they sneak one in there and then they they try to clean it up a little bit and they and it's kind of like i don't know if i could let that slide dude because at the end of the day i'm still smack over that guy that's like when i take hip-hop seriously like it's serious yeah brand is serious like it's and i and i and i thought about it i I remember i made a post and i said well i'm gonna sleep on it i said but there will be some disciplinary actions taken i just i said i can't make any promises but i'm gonna sleep on it and i slept on it thought about it looked at it good with fresh eyes again had some of my peers that are very coffee i'm not even gonna name who they are and i and i know that sounds crazy to say i'm not even gonna name who they are but very hot if y'all have been following me, you know I know people that are like 
up there. You <laughs> know what I mean? So I'm respected by these people. I, I respect them. So I had them, hey, look at this for me, Unc. Tell me what this is. Oh, nigga, you got to get him. Like, that's some bullshit right there. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And so I was like, okay. So I even I even called around. Uh, I talked to T-Double, too. And I said, T, what you think of this? He said, yeah, look like a little. So I, I hit up all the OGs I know, even in this area, before I even went to war. Got some opinions. And, some and, so, opinions and so, that, some so, that, so that should show you the respect level. Like, I hit up some OGs from our area before I even went into this. And I said, okay. So, because I'm trying to test everybody's temperature, The green light, too. so like, to speak. Where's everybody yeah. at? Okay, well, now I'm, I'm going to call them out because I already know what this is. And fuck that. You you got to see me on stage. We it, it, no, yeah, this is what it's gonna be. And there's money on the line. You got there's people money putting in money. People, yeah. uh, you had your uh, AJ your Vallejo doing a thousand dollars. Yeah, someone's matching it, right? A lot of people are ready to match it. So you're mentioning it, it's, get, it's it's getting it's getting up there. But as I was saying before, a lot of people are kind of attaching themselves and trying to be to it. So you got to be careful when it comes to that kind of stuff too because it, it'll get so much of everything that it's like... You have, you have a lot of people responding. Go, yeah. you know? and, uh, Can't have too many hands, too many people in the kitchen. Yeah, you just got to make sure it's your day oneers and it's people that are like, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people are looking at George like he's the underdog, you know, basically in this. But I look at it like I remember when I took out the head dude and I was the underdog. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd slept on me. No. So I'm not taking him lightly. I'm suppressing fire on him for a reason. As an artist, I've like I said, I've been around him. I've been to his house. I've listened to his album before he dropped it. You know, um, I wouldn't have been around him like that if I didn't really respect him as far as a lyricist like that. So I know what I'm up against. Other people may not give him that respect, but I know. So for me, it's like this is great because I'm not taking him lightly either. Yeah, we spoke off air, and you said he could come in and school you. I mean, yeah, he, he, he might. He, he might come. Yeah. He might come in and, and try to. You he's know, talented, and then do he's... it because he's trying to come up. I've already been doing it. You know what I mean? Like when you look at boxers that have reigned for like a long time, it's always the younger, hungrier guy. It's just when is it gonna happen that at that just point? Comes in. Yeah. When is it gonna happen? You know? Hopefully, it just I, I'm. I'd rather it be George than some kid. That's coming out with some fucking dance and shit and taking out the game like what? Because he did that. You know what I mean, but um, but still he got to get this ass whooping. That's what it's gonna be. Has he responded to the name takeover? You went and you signed the he's DBA. Been he's been responding, saying that he doesn't want to do it. Um, but I'm staying video. relentless on him. He he's gonna he's going to do it. It's, I mean, it's going he's to happen. He's responded to the video. Uh, in particular, the video you did yesterday of uh, you signing the name and no, because a lot, a lot of times. When I when I put that stuff out, I'm such in my mode of 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 my I'm sticking to my battle plan right. that I don't really go look at a lot of stuff they're doing. Sometimes people hit me and say, "Hey man, look at this." Yeah, and you already I, did and catch I, and that. I look at yeah. it then. So what, from what I've seen is he's just saying after the show, which it's like, uh oh, man, you 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 shouldn't really say anything because now you gave me ammo, so. I have to overkill you, like, you know what I mean? And you'd be better off just not responding to anything, not saying anything. So at the end of the day, when this battle goes down, it's all said and done, and I get to tell everybody, see, I told you it was going to go down, and this is going to happen. I think what he's not seeing is it's still going to be a great thing for Austin hip-hop. There's never been really nothing like this. It's organically kind of happening, because it just came with me just challenging him. Like, 
at at the end of the day, we could have met up in a you know what whatever just a little a little club and did it. But because it became it started becoming this thing, it's like okay, now we got to take it to a big stage and let's really do this. And now me me being a marketing mind, whatever, I'm gonna take it and make it be something great. And a lot of people are hitting me like, oh man, he's not worth your time. He's not this and that. I said, no man, I see something different. But yeah, he gonna get this work. But you know, he's the underdog. I mean, but. It's it's not death, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. You're not gonna die. This is not me pulling up on you with the strap, you know, or some shit. You know what I mean? This is like, you might take this L in hip hop, but hey, you are gonna learn a lesson. And I don't really think a lot of people want to be in his shoes. You I mean, it's an opportunity for sure. Yeah. And you're I the mean, guy that gets to say, "Man, Smack called you out, and you you had to battle him, and y'all had a battle. That's a great battle under your belt, yeah. win or lose, whatever, yeah. right?" And so, you participated. Yeah, you, you participated because you, you, you showed up. And I think I think right now for him, the reality of the ego is now coming down, and maybe him realizing where he did, you know, where he went wrong, but just trying to smooth it. Um, and also, I think I think there's not too many rappers in Austin, especially if they know the level of what we what we do. They would all be like, I think they would pretty much be like that. I don't think no one wants to really be in his position, especially because they would know, like, okay, you're not gonna outmarket him. You probably he shoots music videos, so he's gonna have the video thing down. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to. <laughs> he's got the strategy game down, and that's just that part. Now, once we get to the stage, he's got breath control. He's got da 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 da. He's got the songs. See, a lot of people can get on stage and rap and rap good and, you know, oh, man, so-and-so spits bars. What does his song sound like? What is his catalog like? When I start hitting you back-to-back with, with burners and bumbles, it's going to be like, dude, those hooks he got, those those drops, those fucking no, riffs, fly, those yeah. fucking bass lines, those, all that shit starts to catch up and you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? So, but I think it's still going to be great for Austin Hip Hop. I've never seen something like this as far as a battle goes i think since the days of hip-hop hump day of that that vibe of like oh shit they're about to go at it you know what i mean yeah um and and that was organic so i know the difference of when this started happening i was like but what makes this special is it's organic so there's gonna be some people trying to copy this but you can't really copy it because it really took off on a life of its own and performance wise you you are king in Austin. There's nobody that outperforms as far as like a stage presence and an actual show. I don't want to say I'm a. I don't want. I don't like the term king though. Okay. What I'd rather just like? say I'm like an assassin. That's okay. how I've always looked at myself. Like, no, I'm just the assassin. All right. I'm not trying to be the king or the you know kings lose crowns. They get de crowned, dethroned, all that. So I'm not really trying to be that. I just want to be. I just want to. I just want to be known as I was one of the greats. And I want, and I've never wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be iconic. I just wanted to be like where it's like, yo, that's some dirty worm shit right there. Like, you know what I mean? I mean everything about it—the logo, the gas mask—and that's yeah, what's yeah. beautiful. I think is you're bringing in this. You're adamant about making sure that it is performance based. It's yeah, on a big it stage. Yeah. It's a perfect, perfect venue. You know, you said you're looking out for mm-hmm. for those and and what you're gonna put into it and. Uh, you guys are performers. George Von Doom's a performer. He's a great performer. Uh, and to really match styles, and it, it was some probably a poor choice of words on his part. 
but maybe now it's actually making an event out of it (laughs) yeah or whatever it may be but it's now it's becoming a thing and this is a chance for not only uh you to you know solidify your legacy because you were called out Mm -hmm. but it's also a chance for him to really step up and show everybody what he's about you know and he's uh he's a fantastic artist we've reached out to him we're getting him in here in the studio we're going to be interviewing him uh because we here at awesome live and local believe in full transparency for any other uh shows out there that think they're doing a better job yeah and that's another thing too Uh, we are a media outlet and people come to us constantly with video snippets and things like that and that's how we found out about this battle initially so make no mistake nobody was uh copying and pasting from your channel to try to promote anything real music just just so (laughs) you're aware of that uh and and shots fired and last lastly lastly nobody says to suck my dick anymore it's not 2003 nobody says that so uh, up it up a little bit, please, and just to get facts straight. We're about real facts here. We're about transparency. We're a media company. Let's 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 keep it up to par, please. Let's do that. Um, going back to your legacy, we mentioned that a couple times during the interview. I know that you said that you want to solidify yourself as a uh, an icon here in Austin, uh, one of the uh, premier uh, artists that came through here. I believe you are. I believe you're well on your way there, especially Thank with you. the national attention you've gained. Uh, and doing it again, all independent, man. There's not a stronger story that I can think of than somebody going out there and doing it themselves. And and right. but on top of that, your legacy overall, maybe not just the Smackola legacy, but the Dirty Worms legacy. Well, you I always say the Dirty Worms because you as Thomas, like, what's all, your yeah. what's your what's your your goal? Once it's all said and done, once you decide, hey man, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do music anymore. What do you hope to leave behind? Do you like I said, it's, it's just it's just the legacy, the history of it, the. Um, the the guys coming up studying you know i think even this battle is gonna definitely give people some game they're gonna you know they're gonna go back and now want to study like things i did and they're gonna remember like man every time i talk to smack he's always dropping some game on me they might not have always taken the advice or the information but it's something i'm giving you that you're not going to understand yet till you made other little connections and then you the go, light bulb oh, goes on shit that's what he was talking about I'm trying to tell him, no, I don't think so. I think it's like this. And he's like, dude, I should have. Because I was that guy, too. I remember when I first met Tretch, I got my um, my record deal from Roy Jones. And we were all at a party. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling myself. Oh, Tretch, what's up, man? He was all cool and shit. We're smoking and shit. And uh, he just kept telling me, him and Busta Rhymes, they kept telling me, yeah, yeah, good luck. Good luck, man. I'm like, what the fuck you mean, good luck? I'm doing this, I'm signed, I'm in, you know, they're like, man, good luck, and then I, as I went through some trials and tribulations, I understood what they meant, like, wow, dude, like, fuck, there's things beyond the control, it's not an easy ride, so then you start to respect other artists, and you start to understand, like, for them to be there, man, they just happen to, yeah, you know what I mean, riding the way, and they got there, so then, I started looking back to my roots in Cali, and I was like, I'm going the independent route, because, all the independent guys I knew that were doing it are doing it. No one, they're doing it. They're not having to answer to somebody or somebody's block.